everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's Minute 59, which begins with William quote-unquote dancing. Mm-hmm. And which is honestly a lot of what happens during this minute and the next one. It's kind of like there's a lot of just kind of William doing karaoke and dancing. Right. So I don't have a specific thing he was doing at the top of this minute. He just was dancing. And I have it going through one of the times that he wails, oh, won't you please take me home? Right. So the first thing I have is William is winning over the crowd, which just goes to show if you have enthusiasm about something for long enough, it will infect everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, that is my, under, my understanding is that that is what makes for a great karaoke performance. It's not actual talent. It's commitment yeah. and enjoying yourself up there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of things. Like, if you are appearing to have fun mm-hmm. and, and just committing... I think what happens is everyone's like herd brain is like, huh, that person is committed and they appear to be having fun. I think I might be having fun too. Yeah, I'm going to react like I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Clap, 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 clap. Yep. Like the dumb, the, our dumb herd brain is like, all right, I'll do what that alpha is doing because they're <laughs> up on stage and uh-huh. that means they're king. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> then we meet two new characters, sort of. Mm-hmm. We meet the groupie girls. Okay. As with the jocks, and because uh, there are, like... Actually, there's there's more black people in this movie than I, I usually think of because there's reminiscing guy, mm-hmm. jock number two, groupie girl number one, the girlfriend number two mm-hmm. with the guy from um save the last dance that we see in whatever regard um mm-hmm. so that's like five yeah <laughs> which is not still not perfect but uh is more than other than other movies that is true so i'm going to we're gonna refer to them as groupie girl one and groupie girl two but groupie girl one is the black woman and groupie number two is the white woman just to be clear, if you're watching the movie, that okay. is how they have them categorized. Okay. So, groupie girl number one is named Monica McSwain. Okay. Her top three is she was junior flight attendant in Red Eye. Did you ever see Red Eye? No. Was that the one with Clive Owen? Am I making that up? No. No, that wasn't. Clive Owen, Owen wasn't in. Uh, Killian Murphy and and Rachel McAdams, I believe, were in that Okay, movie. I think in my head, Killian Murphy and Clive Owen are the same person. Because I don't know who Killian Murphy is. So I think my brain is just like, Clive Owen. What's so funny is that, yeah, if if they were Pokemon, Killian Murphy would evolve into Clive Owen. Okay, fair. And it's like, she's a flight attendant and he's like a killer or something. It's good. I really enjoyed it. It came out the same year as Flight Plan, which is where Jodie Foster is on a plane and uh, her kid goes missing. On the plane? And so I have them on a plane. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. Exactly. Your confusion right now? Is where the movie makes its bones. <laughs> is the plot of the movie. <laughs> it The, wait a minute, on a plane? Yeah, now you're in. Now you're hooked. <laughs> is that one good? They're both pretty good, I okay. recall. I enjoyed both of them quite a bit. Okay. I mean, I like Jodie Foster, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, there's a podcast called Twinsies, which is, okay. each episode is about um, those movies where they came out the same year and they're about basically the same thing. Sure. Like Dante's Peak and Volcano and Deep Impact and... 
Armageddon and all that stuff. Okay. If Red Eye and Flight Plan aren't an episode, I would be very surprised. Okay. So then she was vocal jazz girl in American Pie, and then she is hospital dancer in Everyone Says I Love You. Which is a movie or something. And then Can't Hardly Wait is her number four. Like, that's also on there. Uh, She was in four episodes of Moesha and one episode of The Ghost Whisperer. Oh. Yeah. I always think of uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt as personally reaching out to her former Can't Hardly Wait castmates. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. It's Jennifer Love Hewitt. Or Love. Um, Would you like to be on my show? (laughs) And they all say yes. Exactly. Because you don't say no to that. Yeah. And uh, so then the other girl is Marisol Nichols. Uh, Her top three, she uh, was in 60 episodes of Riverdale playing a a character named Hermione Lodge. Oh, okay. So Hermione is a name that is of more than one character now. So that's that's something. Yeah. She was uh, Heather Cruz in a show called GCB for 10 episodes, which is a, I said, which is a Kristen Chenoweth joint. Okay. And then I said, I believe that GCB is an abbreviation for what you'd call a bunch of women in gospel choir if you were being sort of like flippant gospel choir babes. Sure. And then uh, she was Laura Porter in Felon, which I don't know what that is. Okay. She was on five episodes of Teen Wolf, which I think of as basically uh, Riverdale, but wolves. Mm -hmm. And uh, 13 episodes of a show called The Gates. And she was in every episode of 24 season six. Oh. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she was Audrey in Vegas Vacation, opposite Ethan Embry as Rusty um, okay. Griswold. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, I I do remember that Her, she was in that. And she was in Scream 2. All right. So uh, and then she was also in 53 episodes of a show called Resurrection Boulevard, which I was like, ooh, that sounds good. That sounds like a like a zombie sort of like huh? post-apocalyptic. But then I put in parentheses, daily troubles and triumphs of a struggling, caring Latino family. Uh, oh. Read that as disappointed. I mean, like, I'm sure it's great. And yeah, but when you're expecting, like, a zombie apocalypse <laughs> thing, you don't want, like, a family drama. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, so those are our groupie girls who we will see a little bit later. And then we get to, I didn't realize this was my favorite part. Or one of my favorite parts of the movie. I didn't realize it. Okay. But then it happened, and I was like, oh, wait. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie. So, as happens at when you're singing Guns N' Roses karaoke, a girl on someone's shoulders flashes him. Mm-hmm. And he stops singing and falls over, falls off the stage. Yep. Just, I wrote down that he passed out, and then my next note is, just kidding, he jumps back up and it's epic. It's so cool. Yeah. He, as if... Being thrown into the air, he leaps back up on the stage. Someone tosses the mic in a way that he can catch it perfectly. And he lands. You know I love a punk rock jump, a pop Mm -hmm. punk jump. This is somehow like a reverse one of those. Because he was on the ground. And then he like leapt back up to his feet and landed on the beat. It's so cool. I'm not sure how he did it. Because he when he fell over... He yeah. appeared to go just like stiff as a board straight backwards onto his back. Yeah. So how he then managed to get up and jump up onto the stage like he did, I don't know. Yeah. But it is epic. It is very, very good. It's also it's in so the cool. in the meantime, b- before he got flashed, he has ripped off his own shirt. So he is right. just wearing a white tank top. 
Right. He has he has ripped off his I think button down. He was wearing like a short sleeve button down. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I think of as like a, a computer programmer shirt. Yeah, it wasn't a t shirt. It was it was like a short sleeved. Yeah. Button down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so. What a guy um, like William would think one would wear to a party. Exactly. Wait. Well, we, we'll come back to that later. Because <laughs> that's what I think you'd wear to a party, too. I'm thinking he's probably looking in his closet and he's like, okay, I don't want to wear one of my geeky t-shirts right. because I want to try to fit in. And the only other thing I have besides X-Files t-shirts is, like, button-downs. So I guess that? We'll go with that. That's another misconception he has about parties because wearing a geeky t-shirt and maybe it was 1998 so we weren't there yet maybe that's more of a 2003 2004 yeah. thing because like the internet was more of a thing and like yeah. whatever but not too long after this a geeky t-shirt would be way better yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah one thing i like about this and this is going to be ready for um james the like english student or film studies major person mm-hmm he takes off his shirt and then he's in his white tank top. I feel like there's a weird, there's like a, there's very little separating him from Headbanger right now. Mm-hmm. And almost like within everyone is another person just waiting to get, like to, to waiting to be unleashed. Interesting. Like, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on, because I mean like, clearly he's, he and Mike Dexter, we've talked about how they're on opposite paths and they're going to pass yeah. each other and whatever. But I, I feel like, the, the fact that he's now down to like, you know, he looks like, well, I'm about to say something bold, but if you squint your eyes till they're almost shut <laughs> and then picture Freddie Mercury as a 90s teen. Okay. With no mustache, because I imagine Freddie Mercury was born with a mustache. Um, that's not true. He didn't have one. Anyways, I like, he sort of has that like man of the people white tank top thing going on. Okay. And it's so funny that, that wardrobe can do that, I guess is my point. That yeah. like. Just removing your shirt is like, actually, connections. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the same reaction I had when Denise took off her coat and mm-hmm. then put it back on. Yeah. It's like we all wear these things to parties that like are our armor or are our protective shells. Sure. And William taking off his shirt is like him being like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm free now. I'm ready now. Yeah. Um, to be to be a part of this. I'm no longer just nerd on a mission to weirdly Revenge of the Nerd style humiliate a jock. Right. I'm ready to, I'm ready to actually, I'm having fun now. I'm yeah. part of this party. Yeah. I would say in this moment, he is the party. He is literally the party. Yeah. And I think that it has to be just magic. Yeah. That makes him jump back up. I think it's literally yeah. just Rowan Atkinson from Love Actually just throwing him back up on stage. Yep. That is the only thing I can think of as well. <laughs> cool. I think Rowan Atkinson was uncredited in this movie though, which is really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. He did it as a favor to Seth Green. Oh, yeah, that that does make sense. Seth Green's like, hey, man, could you come be in this movie? And he's like, yes, of course I will. I'm Rowan Atkinson. That was flawless, two flawless impressions in a row, which means that it must be time for social media. That is true. We, (laughs) as a podcast, are on Twitter at JE underscore Minute Movies. Individually, I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. And I'm at Unabashed James. That is where you go if you want to tell James how great his impressions are. Mm -hmm. Or something. Hey, Rowan Atkinson. (laughs) <laughs> if you ever need, you know, someone to stand in. Yes, absolutely. Seth Green, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just like both of them. <laughs> we, are, mm-hmm. we are proud members of the Scavengers Network alongside a bunch of other great shows, one of which we will drop an ad for after the closing credits. Yes, huh? I think that is going to do it for us. We have one more episode this week. It is some more karaoke 
which is taking up more time this week than I thought it would. But I guess that makes sense because, I mean, you know, there's two groupies, groupie honeys, and time is honeys. Go hot dogs. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, stud. How would you like to chat with a young, sexy babe looking for fun? Or how about a hot, lonely MILF who wants a little action? Well, that's not what this show is about. My name's Joy. And I'm Morgan. And we have a podcast all about sex stuff. Join us every week when we chat about sex and sexuality, review toys and products for the bedroom, and even recommend a new sex position or two. And the best part of all this is it's shared from an intergenerational, inclusive, and queer-friendly point of view. Join us every Tuesday on The Broads and the Bees, wherever you download podcasts. See you next Tuesday. You know, like... Nope, we get it. (laughs) Bye!